Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, we've known the who and the where. Now we get the when. The 2021 regular season schedule has been released. It's time to give our thoughts. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 423, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Murray rolls to the right, throws near side to Fitz, caught, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown! Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. So the last puzzle piece is in place. We now have a complete picture of what the season will look like. MJ, when you look at the Cardinals 2021 regular season schedule, what stands out? Where did your eyes go to first? First of all, you can't finish eight and eight this year. <laughs> that is true. So you're either going to finish nine wins, 10 wins, you know, hopefully 11 or 12 wins. What stood out to me was three out of their four first games are on the road. I like the matchup against the Titans, a very physical team, a team that won 11 games last year. They rely on Derrick Henry. They made some changes to their defense. And they no longer have Arthur Smith, so we'll see how they change their offense. But, you know, Kime has uh, preached physicality and leadership, and that's a good test for there. And then in week two, you pick a Mike Zimmer type defense, Patrick Peterson returns, you know, Kirk Cousins, he puts up numbers. They like to rely on the run game. So you're talking about two physical teams to get off to uh, the season. And then, you know, going to Jacksonville, young quarterback, first year head coach, and then a week four, the Rams. So three out of the four there, I think that sticks out for me. And I know a few years ago when the Cardinals felt good about going into the season, they lost to the Patriots and, you know, no Brady, no Gronk, Uh, a couple linemen were out. And you went against Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think it was our colleague Bertram Berry said that really set the tone for the entire season. So, you know, when I look at a game that I, that I think that sticks out to me and you, know, you want to kind of avoid division games, maybe low-hanging fruit, primetime games, I'm going to say in week one against the Titans, I think that can set the tone for the entire season. I know it's an AFC game. I know it's a road game. Um, but I think that's a winnable game. And I'm going to say right now I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's funny when you say three of four on the road, it's almost reminiscent of when the Cardinals were playing at Sun Devil Stadium and a lot of those games at home then were kind of backloaded because they played outdoors and you wanted to avoid the heat as much as possible. So I like the fact that there's three out of four. I like the fact that if you look at it, and I know it's not completely balanced because it's an odd number of games, but if you break it down, You only have two weeks in a row in which you're on the road, so there's a pretty nice balance, but I think what people look at initially is always, all right, how many times are you on prime time, and then when does the bye week come? So let's first touch on the three prime time games, all of them, though, at home at State Farm Stadium, and the note from the Arizona Cardinals Media Relations Department, that ties a franchise mark as far as the number of primetime games at home in a single season. Now, we know games can be flexed, but at least the schedule as it is right now here in May, three home primetime games, week eight, Packers on Thursday night football, week 14, Rams on Monday night football, week 16, Colts, and this is on Christmas Day, Saturday night on the NFL Network. So those are the three primetime games 
And we had talked earlier on a previous episode on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. We had set the over-under. In fact, it was you, MJ, that set it at three and a half. And I think that was a good number. Obviously, it falls under. I certainly think that you can make a case for four games, at least one more primetime game. I'm looking at the Browns because of Kyler and Baker. I'm looking at the Texans because of J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins. And this is what really upsets me when you look at the number of primetime games. Tell me why the Seahawks, Rams, and 49ers, the other three teams in the division, all have five. The NFC West leads primetime games excuse me, going to the season with 18, Cardinals three and the other half five. I mean, let's, you know, the Seahawks were 12 and four last year. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's a big name, um, DK Metcalf. Uh, the 49ers were decimated with injuries. If they're healthy, they're going to play a fourth place schedule. I know it's only two games. And then you look at the Rams. I mean, they usually win 10 or 11 games and they got a better quarterback. They've added some weapons. They're able to keep Leonard Floyd on defense. They, they like Cam Akers, but... Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, the good news is if, if you get off to a good start, some of these games could be flexed. Um, Cardinals last year, I think they started with two and then eventually had three. Uh, they had a play on a Saturday and they, maybe it was scheduled, but it looked like three primetime games. Um, that's who they are right now. But, you know, the main thing is, you know, if you win games, you, you know, CBS and Fox, they want to protect some of these games, especially when they don't you know, can't uh, cover the other conferences much, even those more cross-flexing. So it wouldn't surprise me if they end up with four uh, when it's all said and done. I get that. And if you play well, then you deserve to be on prime time. Okay, so the Seahawks, they play well. They make the postseason. The Rams play well. They make the postseason. The 49ers didn't play well, regardless of their injuries. They didn't play well. They should not be on national television five times, including three times on Sunday night football, the biggest nights of the football week. So that was a little odd for me. And let's hope that the Cardinals do get an extra one, two, maybe even three primetime games, because that would be a signal that they're playing well, that the season is going well for them. Well, again, it's, it's kind of like the draft. Um, you're, you, you know, what you did in college, yes, it matters, but it's also what are you projected to do at the next level? They're projecting these teams to be good. Uh, you know, let's go through the teams with five uh, primetime games. Green Bay, New Orleans, Dallas, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Rams, 49ers, Chiefs, and Bucks. I mean, those are pretty big markets. So I, I just think, and again, um, we know some of these Thursday night games are more division games because less travel. Hopefully, you know, you're the home team. And I like what you said that when it comes to all three primetime games, Cardinals don't have to worry about traveling. Uh, a lot of times you don't get home until early in the morning or late at night. So... Um, and a couple of other things stuck, stuck out for me, Craig, was you start looking at after the bye week at Chicago, um, that's a noon start, then they host the Rams, as you mentioned, Monday Night Football at State Farm, and then they go to the Lions, and you got to think it's, you know, we'll see what they are. They obviously hired a out-of-the-box hiring Campbell. He hired a, a lot of former players. You know, we'll see what golf's at. Then they get the Colts on, at State Farm Stadium. Um, on a uh, Saturday night game, and then Dallas and Seattle. So I think after the bye week, you know, I don't know how good Detroit's going to be, but I, I think that's a tough stretch. And you look at it, three of those games were on the road, Chicago, Detroit, and Dallas, where you're hosting a Colts team that won 11 games. They're going to be in the race, and we'll see what Seattle's playing for in week uh, uh, 18. 
Yeah, you look at how you start the season, how you finish the season. You touched on the start, three of four on the road. But how you finish, that could also be argued that that is a difficult stretch. I think a lot of people are going to start looking at how the beginning of the schedule looks. And that looks obviously as an easy mark where you can say toughest stretch. But I like your thinking because we know that this team has not, under head coach Cliff Kingsbury, played well that first game coming off the bye. And you've got the bye week. It's a little bit later, end of November, but it's Thanksgiving week. So you're home with your family around the holiday then you come back. How are you coming back to play a Bears team in Chicago? What's the weather going to be like on December 5th? That's a factor. And then you come home. Everyone gets up for Monday Night Football, the Rams, and then you go back on the road at Detroit. Now that's indoors, so you don't have to worry about the weather. And, of course, the Cowboys indoors as well. But I like your thinking as far as the final stretch, those six games post by week, are they meaningful games? Is there something to be played for? In other words, a postseason spot for the Cardinals playing at the Bears, hosting the Rams, at the Lions, hosting the Colts, at the Cowboys, and then finishing up with a home game against the Seahawks. Yeah, interesting. Three out of the four on the road, and then four of the final six are on the road. So let's talk about where the meet the schedule. Their first division game will become uh, Sunday, October 3rd, week four and that's against the Rams on the road. And then they host the 49ers. They go to Cleveland. They play Houston. Then you got the Packers. And then you turn around and play the 49ers again. And then you got the Panthers. So, you know, we focus on the beginning and, 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 and the end, just, you know, getting off to a good start, finishing strong. But really, we, you know, we'll see how good the Panthers are. Obviously, you know, they feel comfortable with, with Sam Darnold there. Packers, we'll see who the quarterback is. Texans, I think, are rebuilding the Browns. So that's kind of the meat and potatoes of the schedule right there. When you start looking from October 3rd until almost the bye week, uh, prior to that would be the 21st of November. And you got that matchup against the Packers on Thursday night football. It's a home game, so I like that. I also like the fact that, yes, it's a short week, but you're home the week before. You host the Texans, you host the Packers. In fact, that's the only time on the schedule in which the Cardinals are home in back-to-back weeks. Now it's short weeks, but you always look, okay, when is that Thursday night game? Because every team plays on Thursday nights. All right, here it is. It's on October 28th, but is it going to be a long trip? No, hey, you're home. And then it's a short week, but is it shorter because you're on the road the previous week? No, you're at home. So I do like the fact that the Cardinals, when they play that Thursday night game, it sets up well for them. All right, let's, uh, we always check boxes, you know, when the schedule comes out. Okay, look at cold weather games. You mentioned it briefly at Chicago, December 5th. We know that, that, I don't know if they have field turf now or just going with Soldier Field. We know that doesn't grow in, in, in the winter. And then, you know, Seattle could be rainy, windy. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you know, you are going to um, Jacksonville. We talk about, you know, going there in September, whether you're playing the Bucks, the Dolphins, or Jags. At least the Cardinals will have a couple games. They'll be in the south um, playing the Titans, similar weather, a little humid in that time of the year. Um, and then coming back and playing the Vikings. So, you know, you got to make sure you're hydrated and you can't drink Gatorade on a Saturday. You got to do it on a Wednesday, Thursday. They always have water on the team playing. Obviously, they'll have that figured out. But, yeah, I mean, get off to a good start. But it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, when we start to break the season down, you used to do it in quarters. So now we'll just do September during the year, 
October, November, and then December and that January. Uh, there's two weeks in January now. So, you know, we're going to see, because last year, weren't they two and two and then two and two? Yeah, the way the schedule worked out, it was strictly all balanced. Every four-game block, you had two at home and two on the road. Can't really do that anymore, but that's something that I know a lot of coaches will do. You'll break the season up into quarters, and you know we can still do that here. In fact, let's, let's do that here on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, as we go week by week here on the 2021 regular season schedule. It begins on the road at the Tennessee Titans, a 10 a.m. Arizona kickoff. And this is a game that we knew ahead of time. It was announced earlier in the day. And I got to admit, MJ, just kind of a little bit of a sidetrack. I do like the fact that we had every morning show announce the first game of week one, whether it was CBS, Fox, or ABC, it was nice because now all of a sudden the NFL, not only do they dominate the entire prime time of schedule release day, but they basically almost had the entire day to themselves. People were talking about their first week matchup and the fact that it's the Titans, the more I thought about it, the more I really, really like the fact that the Cardinals are playing the Titans right out of the gate when the schedule comes out, you know, I, I, and I want to say this, first of all, and then we'll get into that first month of the season is I am so happy for the fan base. Uh, the Cardinals, we missed them last year. And I know travel is a big issue in the bird gang and the red sea, they travel, but uh, the, right now the NFL and every 32 teams, they want full capacity. So we need to get that stadium rocking again. And, and that maybe Craig, that's one of the reasons why they got three home games that are on prime time because the Red Sea sticks out. It's a great aerial view. If the if the roof is open, depending on the type uh, time of the year, obviously the focus is gonna be on the game. Um, right now you can get single game tickets and season tickets. Go to azcardinals.com slash game ticks. That's azcardinals.com slash game T-I-X. And yes, you got the option for season tickets and you got the option for single game tickets because the hope is that, you know, every stadium is packed this season. That's the goal of the commissioner. And I'm sure we hope that's the case as well. We've got to wait a little bit for that first game, but let's talk about the Titans matchup because all we've talked about this offseason, based on what this team has done in free agency, and we heard general manager Steve Kahn talk about it, physicality and leadership. Let's focus on the physicality. Well, if you want to test how physical you are, I don't know if you can get a better matchup than the Titans because of one, Derek Henry, who's led the league in rushing each of the past two seasons. This is a huge matchup, and I think we'll learn a lot about the Cardinals in week one every game is big but you want to get off to a good start and i think this will have everyone's attention week one at tennessee yeah and nobody's uh you know throwing dirt on ryan Tannehill, and and again they'll have doll loggins as their new coordinator he's been in the system for a while arthur smith was one of the better coordinators and the reason why he got the falcons job because he he could put players in space and we talk about how the rush defense would be a lot better um, with bringing in J.J. Watt, a healthy Jordan Phillips. We'll see how the inside linebackers are able to you know, hold containment. you got a couple uh, rotation guys in Lecky and Rashard Lawrence. At the same time, Derrick Henry is going to try to run between the tackles, but they'll they'll pop them outside. They, they'll utilize their tight ends. they got weapons. So what you're going to see from Ryan Tannehill, Craig, and we'll talk about it the entire offseason, is play action. He's very effective in play action, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. 
Um, they rely on their on their punter and they rely on their defense. And their defense took a step back last year. Major issue there. So, but I couldn't agree more with you. I think it's a great matchup. And and again, I think we got a lot twenty five percent of the season kind of season a little bit. Um, but that first week, we'll see how physical they are offensively and and then defensively at the point of attack. I look more at the Cardinals' defense. One, you've got Malcolm Butler facing his former team, so you know he's going to be amped. The Titans made a mistake, he'll say, releasing him, and now he kind of gets some payback. And then, if I'm Vance Joseph, if I'm Billy Davis, Charlie Bullen, Brenson Buckner, any one of those coaches on the front seven, I'm putting Derrick Henry's picture everywhere around the building. I'm running highlights. I'll even run highlights of week 17, or excuse me, week 16 against the 49ers when this defense couldn't tackle anyone running the football. I'd put that on a loop because how physical are you? How can you stop the run? Can you stop the run? A lot is going to be known after week one. And you think I'm making a big deal about one game? Well, I made a big deal last year about week two losing to the Lions, and it cost the Cardinals a trip to the postseason. Week one, this team, yes, They'll have to win, but I need to see them come out ready to play and make sure tacklers. I don't know what's going to happen inside linebacker. That's a question and a conversation for a later show because there's a lot out there right now. But if you're talking about two young inside linebackers and Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, you're welcome to the NFL moment is week one against Derrick Henry. Yeah, and try to tackle him in the open field. He'll try to run you over, and he has the ability to, to stiff arm you. So you got to be on your P's and Q's. And again, that's going to be a great, you know, measuring stick, you know, kind of find out where they are. I think, again, you got to wait four games just because you got some new faces. It takes time. Uh, the offense has to start clicking. You know, hopefully the defense can carry their water until that st starts going and then get more production from your special team. So that's a great matchup. Again, a, more of a defensive-minded head coach. They take on the personality of Mike Vrabel. I told you he's known as Mitty. Uh, Ditka there. That's the pretty Mike. He'll jump. Mike Vrabel will jump into drills. He'll in pass rushing drills. He'll cover you on the outside. He's very involved in practices. And they also bring in Jim Schwartz as a consultant. So I was told that Jim Schwartz will handle some of their game planning against certain teams and their quarterbacks and formations. And Jim Schwartz spent a long time coach with the Lions and the Eagles. He didn't want to get back into coaching. So he's added another voice to the to the to the building. And he thinks that will help him with some of the game planning because they don't have Arthur Smith there. So, and then you look at week two, Minnesota. I mean, I don't know if Cousins gets enough credit. We know that they had some issues on the offensive line. You know, he's going to get judged on because of the contract, what they do in the postseason. They have really good wideouts. Justin Jefferson's a, a star on the rising. Delvin Cook. They lose Kyle Rudolph. And that's another physical team. And Mike Zimmer doesn't mess around. He usually does that double-A gap blitz up the middle. He doesn't have the same players, Everson Griffin. He still has Hunter there. They have Anthony Barr. They've addressed the cornerback position. So, you know, that's one of the games where, he, once again, you got to be physical because Mike Zimmer's defense are normally physical. Well, you're bearing the lead for week two. One, it's the home opener. Two, it's the return of Patrick Peterson. I mean, already the storylines are going to be right there front and center for everyone. And let's also not forget the return of Mason Cole as well. He's on the Minnesota Vikings. But it will be good to see P2 back at State Farm Stadium. No, he won't be wearing 21. He'll be wearing number seven. But I do hope that the Berg gang does give him a reception worthy of his time in Arizona. 
Well, I, I thought when you said you buried a lead about Mason Cole. <laughs> now, you know, Craig, again, um, you know, Patrick Peterson, 10 quality years. Yes, it didn't end the way uh, I think everyone wanted. You know, he moved on. They moved on. They're hoping they solidified that spot. A 30-second tribute on a video tribute, or he's on the other team? I would, you know, that's a good question. Just initial gut responses. I would hope he, there he would be one. Well, although I don't ahead. remember if Calais Campbell received one when he returned. So I'm going to have to do some more digging on that one. So, you know, that that's an interesting case because you always see it in the NBA. It's big in Major League Baseball. And how often do you see it in the National Football League? It's, it's a good question, though. I believe you'll see some of the highlights, his community work, his family, um, you know, his smiles at training camp. Like, it, it doesn't have to be long, but it's more thank you, Patrick. Now, balls in the air, you're you're the enemy. You're the opponent. Yeah, do something pregame, and then the game kicks off, and everything is focused on beating the other team across from you. All right, so the Cardinals home week two, then they're on the road the next two weeks. Week three, they got to go back on the road to – Jacksonville to play the Jaguars and I do like looking at this matchup in week three because you just have enough game film two games worth to look at a brand new head coach in the National Football League and Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence so two games worth of two people who've never been in the National Football League this is better than facing them week one where you'd have no film so I do like the fact that it's early enough to maybe they haven't gotten their footing yet but it's not too early to where you don't know what to expect. Remember I told you the NFL kind of wants every team to start off one and one, and we know teams are going to be two and two and one and one and one and two. You see who they're playing in week one? Houston. Okay, well, that would be an interesting matchup. It's unknown quarterback against Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, David Colley, a first-time head coach. Maybe he gets his first win, Urban Meyer. But it's just interesting that, you know, First-time head coach, they got a new young quarterback. The Titans, uh, Texans could have a new quarterback. So that's, again, that's the NFL saying, you better get a win early. Get a win early. Because it may not happen often throughout the year. So anyways, yeah. Um, yeah again, we don't know what kind of system they're going to run. You know, he's he, he's got that 2-4-6 deal where he either get two, four, two yards, four yards, or six yards. I don't know if that's going to work in the NFL with the hash marks. He was very effective with Percy Harvin. You get these guys in space. He, he's he got speed down there. He's got a good running back. I thought the rookie running back, Robinson, was really good last year. You throw in the Clemson, uh, Travis Etienne. Uh, I think they got a one-two punch there. But I, I think they're a three- or four-win team. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be a, a long road for Jacksonville. All right, we get to week four once again, another road contest. Oh, it's on the West Coast. You play at the Rams, first division matchup. You're going to SoFi Stadium, site of this year's Super Bowl, and you get Sean McVay. And it is certainly the elephant in the room, if you will. You have not beaten McVay. You're 0-8 since 2017. This is the first opportunity. Last year, it was two games late in the season, but you're getting the Rams early in the first four weeks of the regular season. So your first division matchup, we know the Cardinals started well in the division a year ago didn't finish well in the division last season. Well, I mean, you, you hope you're two and one going into that Rams game. You'd like to go three and all. You split with the Titans and Vikings and beat the Jaguars because we'll get into the Rams. After that, it's 49ers, Browns, Texans, and Packers. So they're only maybe one win. Now it's the meat and potatoes of the schedule. 
Rams, we know they have the Cardinals number. Cardinals feel like they can, you know, add a different element when it comes to Malcolm Butler. Uh, we know they got it to Sean Watson. He could take the top off the defense. Stafford just can make every single throw. Cam Makers, um, they got two good corners. They did lose a couple uh, corners and safeties and free agency. Guys went out and got paid. They brought Leonard Foy back, which is just interesting because he was asking for a lot of money. Um, you know, I think the Rams are a double-digit win team. Um, you know, we'll see if – do they, you know, do they still go with that – offense because now he doesn't have to feed the play to, to Matthew Stafford. They should be at a lineup and just, you know, run their offense where the Cardinals, they run the most no huddle offense in the NFL. And again, they're not taking 35 seconds. Again, they're not snapping the ball 35 seconds, but they're utilizing the Rams. They like to push the gas button to get you kind of confused with your coverage. After the Rams, it's back home to play the 49ers. So you get back-to-back division opponents. But in week five, second home game. And the question going into this one, and maybe it will be answered, but Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance? You know, it was week five on October 10th. Is that the date that we see Trey Lance? Or is he already playing? Or do we not see him at all? But that's going to be something to pay attention to in that week five contest against the 49ers. I think when you when you face the 49ers this year, I think you gotta you gotta uh, prepare for both quarterbacks. I think you, you prepare for the starter because we know he's when he's healthy, he's effective. He knows the offense. Trey Lance is a guy that's going to learn the offense, but his skill set is really uh, syncs up with Kyle Shanahan. They think he's got the feet of Lamar Jackson, maybe the arm strength of Drew Brees. Um, so I I do think they're gonna have some packages for him. So when we get to that week, I, I think I think you gotta prepare for both. They're going to get all their defensive players back. Um, you know, they're going to play a fourth-place schedule. I, I think, you know, they may be the team to beat in the division if they got off to a good start and Garoppolo stays healthy. Following week, speaking of quarterbacks, Kyla Murray, Baker Mayfield, part two. Week six, the Cardinals are at the Browns, and this is the matchup that I'm looking forward to the most. Remember, this is the quote-unquote 17th game. This is what was added to the schedule when the owners approved a 17-game regular season. And it's a rematch of two years ago when Kyler at State Farm Stadium bested his good buddy from Oklahoma in 2019. So Kyler Baker, part two in week six. I'll tell you what, you know, I don't know if Andrew Barry gets enough credit. Now him and his wife had a baby on, on the day of the draft and you know, this guy, he, I, 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 again, that they got one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, Craig. You look at Miles Garrett. Now, you know, this is his second matchup. I do like the way Kyler and Baker were kind of, uh, you know, Kyler's little laugh and, on the field. And, they, you know, this is going to be going for years, and hopefully they get a chance to play each other, maybe in the big game. But, yeah, I mean, they, they, they can run the ball. They can throw it. Miles um, Garrett can get to the quarterback. So this is going to be another game where you're going to have to be physical and – Probably don't want to fall behind, but I'm looking forward to the matchup. Uh, there's great um, uh, respect for each other in Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield. And let's be honest, you know, Kevin Stefanski, you know, we knew he was a hot name a couple of years ago. He finally got the opportunity, and maybe he's one of those guys that, you know, when you start looking at Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, he may be a guy that, you know, he's, he's the play caller. And I told you he had that conversation with Baker kind of come to Jesus moment, cut all, all the outside distractions, focus on football. And I think Baker's taking that next step, and we're all hoping the same thing from Kyler Murray going into his third year. 
That is the hope and really the expectation because three years, you should be able to quote unquote get it because as we've seen, teams are not patient with quarterbacks anymore. So year three, yes, it's a big year for Kyler Murray and the entire Arizona Cardinals team. We continue here looking at the schedule. Week seven, it's a home game against the Texans. And I think a lot of people will point to this to maybe being the most intriguing storyline because of J.J. Watt after a decade in Houston. DeAndre Hopkins, a long time with the Texans. My, my thinking here, though, MJ, is it becomes more of a storyline if Deshaun Watson is playing, but if he's not, Bill O'Brien's not on the sideline. It's a completely different team than when Watt and Hopkins were there, and it's not in Houston. So you don't get that aspect of it with the fans reacting to Watt and Hopkins returning. So it's a storyline, but once the ball is kicked off, it's just another game on the schedule for me. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson, with his legal team. Right now they have Tyrod Taylor on the roster, so you got to prepare for him. You know, David Culley's in a tough situation. They went out and had a ton of draft picks. They went out and got a lot of players. They have to turn that roster over. Um, you know, he's in a tough spot without having one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So this, this should be – the only reason I bring it up is because J.J. Watt forced his way out of there, okay? He asked to win it. You could say, well, he was under contract. They were they said, okay, but he forced his way out. Hopkins forced his way out of there because he wanted a new contract he was going to hold out. So they, there's some animosity towards that franchise, and I think that's the reason why I think it's a revenge game. Well, yeah, and by definition, yeah, it is a revenge game. It's just I think it's a bigger deal if you're in Houston as opposed to at State Farm Stadium. Cardinals will be back at State Farm Stadium in the following week. It's a short week, Thursday night football, the host the Green Bay Packers, and we've got another question at quarterback. Is Aaron Rodgers the quarterback? And it's not a question or it's not an answer that we know at this point. I'll say this, though. People are going to have a lot to write about this week. Packers' first visit to State Farm Stadium since the 2015 playoff matchup when we saw Rodgers throw two Hail Marys to force overtime, and then Carson Palmer with the shovel pass to Larry Fitzgerald winning that game in OT. You know, a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams came out and said, I got to make a decision about my future if he's not going to be here. You look at David Bakhtieri, he resigned. Uh, Aaron Jones, Miami was going to throw a ton of men, he resigned. So, you know, I don't know if he's going to be there. I think June 1st is a big date. And so the Blinian and Blake Bortles now, right now, they just need some arms. They also brought in uh, Chad Kelly and another quarterback just for rookie minicamp. But, you know, Bortles, you ready for this stat? Bortles has as many playoff wins as Aaron Rodgers, two. <laughs> now, in the last couple of years, obviously yeah. Rodgers won a Super Bowl. Um, Bortles was in, uh, you know, Los Angeles, so I just think they need an arm. But I don't know if they do make a trade. It's going to be either Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, or they're going to go with Jordan Love. But every, all the reports are he's just not ready. So let's hope it's Rodgers because you know he's he's exciting to watch, especially in person. Yeah, I would certainly like to see Aaron Rodgers because he is very, very good with the football in his hand. All right, Bird Gang, we are eight games into this 17-game regular season schedule. A reminder, single-game tickets are on sale. azcardinals.com slash gameticks. That's azcardinals.com, gameticks, T-I-X. So we are through the month of October. 
Thursday night football, Cardinals next in action on Sunday, November 7th at the 49ers. You get a little bit more time to prepare for a second matchup against your division opponents. And the Cardinals have done very well on the road against the 49ers, having won five of six, including last year against the 49ers. So something to keep an eye on. But at this point, November 7th, you're done with the 49ers. Perfect. And the Cardinals got a good start last year and they didn't you know, play as well. So... Again, uh, division games are going to be very important. We talked about, you know, in the first six, there's two of them. You got the Rams and Niners in back-to-back weeks. And then, you know, at the end of the season, you still got to still got to deal with the Rams and Seahawks. So, I mean, worst-case scenario, three and three. But you love to go four and two. And that means not only division wins, but it also means conference wins. Absolutely. And speaking of the conference, week 10, you've got the Panthers coming to State Farm Stadium. Third straight season playing the Panthers. And the Cardinals have not done well against the Panthers in the past couple of seasons, 0-2. And And last year, we know it was not a great game on the road, but Baker missed that contest. But this is another team that there's some questions because Sam Darnold is now the quarterback in Carolina. And there's a lot to kind of figure out. But now you're talking about in November, two months to figure out what the Panthers like to do under head coach Matt Rule. Yeah, and, and you know, Carolina's a team where the owner's willing to spend money. They went heavy on, on defense, but they, you, they're they going to get Christian McCaffrey back. You got Sam Darnold. He can win games for you. You know, Phil Snow kind of cutting his teeth in, in the NFL. But I think Matt Rule has the respect of the players. I think they, they've had some good draft picks over the year. Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin. You know, they're, that's another team where, you know, again, there's no – Easy game on Sunday. You got to show up and play. I think it showed last year when they went there without Buddha. And according to Kyler Murray, not me, they just thought they had to step on the field. So, and let's be honest, the Cardinals have struggled against the Panthers, whether it's been Ron Rivera, whether it's been Kyle Allen, um, whether it's been Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, Bridgewater, he looked like a Hall of Famer in that game. Yeah, that's a game and that's a, an opponent that the Cardinals need to change history. So we'll see what happens on that game on November 14th. The next week on the road, November 21st at the Seahawks. First time looking at Seattle. And this is typically a matchup that we see at the end of the season, closing out the year. But now we get it kind of in the middle of the season. The Cardinals do like going to Seattle. They are 4-2 and two in their past six visits to Seattle and and maybe weather's a factor maybe not November 21st who knows but this is a game right before the bye week so we hope that the team is not looking ahead to those days off over Thanksgiving yeah and they finish out with the Seahawks at State Farm Stadium on on January 9th yeah I mean I I think it's going to be the same I think they weathered the storm I don't know if Russell Wilson be a quarterback next year but just based on the salary cap hit a 30 uh, 39.5 million and, and every time they signed a free agent or traded for one he tweeted out we know it was big to bring Chris, Chris Carson back he actually told Carson that he wasn't going anywhere uh, you know they they've added some wide receivers just like the entire division but they're gonna rely on Metcalf and and obviously Lockett and those guys could be game changers so you know we'll see what their defense looks like um, they lost some corners um, you know, right now, K.J. writes, um, he hasn't signed. He's not given a hometown discount. Um, they lost uh, one of their, their uh, safeties and corners. So, But they're a team that just finds ways to win. They really don't beat themselves. And, and if Russell Wilson and the offensive line actually could t- cuts down in the sacks and how many times he's hit, you know, I think they're, they're a team that can put up 25, 30 points every week. 
going into that bye week. It's a little bit later, but I've seen other teams with buys in week 13, week 14, and I think maybe we're just going to have to get used to later bye weeks with a 17-game regular season schedule. But this note, Cardinals haven't had a bye this late in a regular season since 1991 when the bye week fell on December 1st. But personally, I like where this bye week is happening. It's right during Thanksgiving week. So you've got time with your family. And I think the players are really going to enjoy this. The fact that you're not playing around the holiday. Yes, we'll get to the Christmas day game, but at least Thanksgiving day, you're with your family. Yeah, I think it was the, uh, the Buccaneers last year. I want to say it was week 12. They had the latest bye week. They were the last team to have a bye week was Tampa Bay. And then they didn't lose after their bye week. <laughs> and I think week 11 is when they played the Chiefs. So, yeah, they did. Yeah, they had it week 12. There was two teams that week. It could have been the Vikings. I don't remember, but I know it was the Bucks. And then they run the table. Um, so, you know, you like to have it midway through the season. But at the same time, it's not like you're going on the road back to back weeks. You know, you're, you're, you're going on the road, come back at home. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, you never know when injuries are going to occur, especially with your, you know, five star players. But you know, right now it's a good spot. And then they go travel to Chicago for an early start at Soldier Field. And we know the Bears, you know, at that point, is it going to be uh, Andy Dalton or is it going to be Justin Fields? Um, you know, they went out, they got some weapons. Allen Robinson, I think the defense doesn't get enough credit. Um, Chuck Pagano left there. They still have Khalil Mack. They still got some cover corners. But, you know, it's kind of a black and blue division, and we'll see if Dalton's a starter. But I, that's another game I would prepare for both quarterbacks. This is the start of a six-game sprint to the finish line. You mentioned the early starts, 11 a.m., and if there is one game on the schedule that you know you would look at and say, well, this could worry me depending on what happens just because you're coming off the bye week, you're coming off the holiday weekend, and we know that this team under Coach Kingsbury has not responded post-bye week. He knows it's an issue, but how do you address it, especially going on the road at Chicago? Is weather a factor on December 5th? But I think a very winnable game for the Cardinals and maybe even a must-win game if they hope to make the postseason because the next week you're back at home hosting the Rams on Monday night football. And that's, you know, again, your second of three primetime games and the second time facing Sean McVay. Are you still winless or have you already now trying to go for the sweep against the Rams? Well, I hope they uh, I hope they beat them on October 3rd. But if they don't, I mean, you, you just can't be the nail all the time because they've been the hammer. And it's got to stop at some point. And, it, and to me, it's a pride thing. And, and I know you got to go out there and execute plays. And it seems like the Rams have much more explosion plays than the Cardinals have had during their, his time there. It's been different coaches, been different head coaches, been different quarterbacks. So it's hard to put my finger on it. But, you know, you got to look at the scoreboard and say they're probably one of the reasons why the team didn't make the playoffs last year because they didn't have enough wins. Well, Matthew Stafford is now the quarterback with the Rams, his previous team, and the Rams' previous quarterback, Jared Goff. The Cardinals will see him in Week 15 when they go face the Lions in Detroit. Of course, the Cardinals always play the Lions. It's the fifth straight season playing the Lions, but now the first time with Jared Goff as the quarterback and a new head coach. Yeah, and we'll see if, um, you know, if Goff's a guy. I mean, clearly they loaded up on defense and they got a really physical team. I just wonder how much hitting you can do during the season. What's their record? 
Um, and then, you know, they got to try to find out the next golf if he's not the case. But I, I think they may try to extend him. I mean, they they made that deal to obviously move on for Stafford. They acquired picks there, so they're going to have picks. And Brad Holmes, well-respected around the league. He's their new general manager. Uh, Dan Campbell hired a bunch of former players on his staff. I just don't know how it's going to work, but I, I still think they're a year or two for win, from winning. But they do have at least – a, comp, um, a comprehensive front office where before I think, you know, Bob Quim came from New England, Patricia came from New England, and a lot of times you had yes men in there. I think they they actually here there's a little more challenging in decisions. Bird Gang, we continue to go game by game looking at the 2021 regular season schedule here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. A reminder, single game tickets are on sale as we speak. azcardinals.com slash game ticks. That's azcardinals.com slash game T-I-X. And if you're looking for the perfect Christmas present, let me present to you Week 16, home to the Indianapolis Colts on Christmas Day, the third and final primetime contest. It's on NFL Network. 615 is the kickoff. Playing on Christmas Day for the third time, Cardinals last time beat the Cowboys at State Farm Stadium in 2010. They lost to the Cowboys on Monday Night Football back in 1995. And, of course, that was the final game in the Buddy Ryan era but Cardinals and Colts on Christmas Day will be a doubleheader with another game preceding that contest. But we're seeing the NFL move to Christmas Day over the last couple of seasons, usually a day reserved for the NBA. But now the NFL, especially on a weekend, going to play some games on Christmas Day. I recall 2010, you were there and I was there on Christmas Day. I actually went to Vegas to spend some time with my family. I flew in that morning and I went to the game and yeah, it was, it's kind of interesting where it's Christmas day and you're at the stadium and it's like, all right, this is perfect. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, Colts, new quarterback, Carson Wentz, they didn't go out and get a tackle in the draft. Uh, they were one of the teams that went out and got multiple defensive linemen. I think Chris Ballard's done a nice job with that roster. Um, they, they, you know, I think it was key to bring T Y Hilton back. They got Michael Pittman back there. They got a couple running backs now, uh, Marlon Mack, and, and then you got some uh, rookies in there. So um, I think they're eleven and five team. I think they'll compete with the with the Titans. I don't think Jacksonville and, and Houston is going to be in the race, um, but they're they're a physical team, and I think Ballard's really built that team. And, and you know the fact that they went out and signed Eric Fisher, who's he's going to be out until possibly October, November. But if you look at their line with Nelson and some of their other draft picks, and the only reason they needed a left tackle, Anthony Costanza, he retired. And so, you know, we'll see. But I, I think Carson Wentz is a little bit more fluid, a little bit more mobile than Phillip Rivers was. The Colts, the seventh playoff team that the Cardinals will face in 2021. They've got seven teams, nine games, as far as teams that made the postseason a year ago. Week 17, the final road trip. It's at AT&T Stadium, second straight year, Cardinals and Cowboys Kyler Murray, a perfect 7-0 at AT&T Stadium, including last season on Monday Night Football. Interest in that that game is late in the season, but certainly right around first of the year. It's technically January 2nd, but you begin the new year with the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Surprised that stadium is available considering the bowl season, but you know they're, they're, they do things big in Texas, and they can turn that stadium over. 
Dak Prescott, we didn't see him last year. Andy Dalton turned the ball over. Zeke fumbled. Cardinals got a, you know, struck Kyler struggled for the first two quarters, got settled down there. The Cardinals benefited from some big plays there. But, you know, Dallas, I don't know about the offensive line. You know, I, I watched Zeke. It looks a little bit thinner. He's, he knows, I think he knows his cap hits pretty high next year. They do have the wide receivers. You know, but Prescott, he, you know, he was playing like an MVP. And then they went out and got, uh, Dan Quinn in kind of that 4-3 defense, and I think he's going to improve them. Nothing against um, Mike Nolan. Uh, he was there. I think the defense rolled over for those guys. They were playing just not to get hurt. I think Dallas is a talented team. Now, you know, Philadelphia, we'll see what Jalen Hurts does. You know, you, you look at the Giants, I still think they're rebuilding. And Washington with a good quarterback play from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I think Dallas has a talent. And we've been saying this for years. They haven't won a Super Bowl during the night, you know, during the 90s. But I think a Dak Prescott team, uh, you're going to have to put points up that night or that afternoon against uh, the Cardinals. Well, he was well on his way to winning MVP last season before he got hurt. By the way, that's an 11 a.m. Arizona time kickoff. The Cardinals with three 11 a.m. kickoffs in their final six games. I don't think that's a big deal. I'm just making mention of that because of the time change. And then, of course, the final game on the schedule, January 9th. Hard to see a regular season game on January 9th, but it is week 18, game number 17, and the Cardinals will host the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully the Cardinals have already locked up a playoff spot, but if not, no better way. Beat the Seahawks on that final game to get into the postseason. Yeah, hopefully you're jockeying for position. You talk about, you know, winning division games, who wins a tiebreaker there. You talk about conference games, common green games. So that will go a long way. And it's nice to be home where last year they were on the road. And, you know, let's say, you know, the Cardinals have to play for something. Well, they had that opportunity last year and they came up short twice. Week 16 and 17, we'll see what happens in week 17 and 18 this year. Um, but to me, uh, those are the week, those are the games you got to win. Yeah, you go on the road and beat a good Cowboys team, come back home, beat a Seahawks team, and now you're ready for the postseason. Uh, hey, listen, if you have to limp in there, so be it. The whole idea is to get there, but you want to be playing your best football late in the year. It is the 13th toughest schedule in the National Football League, tied with the Titans as far as opponents' rankings from a year ago as far as their records. So I do like it. Big picture, MD, you look at how – the difficult portion of the schedule, I think we're both in agreement that those first four games, three on the road, that certainly stands out. And then you brought up what happens post-bye week. But I do like the fact that only once do you have back-to-back -back road games, once you have back-to-back -back home games. But that, I think, comes at a perfect time because it comes right for Thursday night football. So you're not traveling. Uh, you're, you're still at home the week prior, and you're staying at home for that Thursday night game. So I like it outside of the fact that I do think that they got shafted as far as the number of primetime games, just three compared to five for the Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers. Yeah, and obviously the NFL agrees with everyone else. The NFC West is the best division in football. They got 18. I want to say the NFC, NF, AFC South got nine. Okay, and... That's, that's Jacksonville. That's the Houston... That's the Colts, and then the you have the um, Titans. You're looking at what happened a year ago. We all thought that the NFC West was the toughest division in football, and they were going to beat each other up. And I think for a large part, that's exactly what happened. So 
Bird Gang, it is done. The schedule is in. Now just make sure you're there at State Farm Stadium, azcardinals.com slash game ticks. That's azcardinals.com slash game T-I-X. Cardinals, again, some notes playing seven teams, nine games that made the playoffs a year ago, three teams with new head coaches, the Texans, Lions, and Jaguars, six teams, seven games with new quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, Andy Dalton, or Justin Fields, Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, and potentially with the 49ers and potentially with the Texans and Packers. Of course, that would up it to nine total teams, but we'll have to wait and see on that. So I think I think we're good, MJ. I, again, I, I like how it sets up. Of course, we'll have plenty of time, and I'm not getting into, oh, that's a win, that's a loss, and here's a three-game winning streak. You can't do that in May because there's a long time between May and September. Very similar to when it comes to draft grades. <laughs> there, there you go. Post-draft grades, don't want to hand, don't want to hear about it. And as far as predicting a, a record based off a schedule that is released in May, yeah, that's just an exercise in futility. Yeah, at some point we'll come up with a uh, a record for the season, and you know, hopefully it's you know a ten or eleven win team. I think the front office put together a ten win team last year and didn't happen. A lot of blame to go around. You can go to the staff, the players. The onus has to be on them at some point. And this year, I think they're a better team on paper. You got to prove it on a game day. Uh, if you get to eleven or twelve wins, I mean, that's a successful year, and then hopefully you make a. Uh, you know, get deep into the postseason, win a playoff game, go, host a second playoff game. That is a successful season versus, you know, just being competitive and entertaining. Those days are behind us. I think double digits is what it's going to take to be in the postseason conversation. And maybe you do, based off of some tiebreakers, you do get in with 10. But with a 17-game schedule, MJ, no longer can you sit there and go, you know, eight wins, nine wins, maybe 10 wins. That's a lock. I think with a 17-game schedule, you need at least 10, and, and that, might, that might not even be enough. Yeah, and it comes down to, you know, conference wins and common opponents. But, yeah, I mean, 10 and 7, three games over 500, playoff team. I would sign up right now for 11 and 6. I think a lot of people would. And, and you know, if you get off to a good start, you know, we know there's going to be one one game where we didn't see it coming, and I don't know which one that is. Hopefully it's not against an NFC team or it's not a home game, um, but it happens every year. Um, but again, uh, 10 and 7, 11 and, f- 11 and 6, I would sign up for right now. Well, I'm looking at, you hope you don't overlook the Jaguars on the road and you come off the bye and you're not just going through the motions at the Bears. Those would be the two games that I would look at and point to that say, okay, be cautious with those games. But uh, again, a lot to debate and a lot to discuss. A lot of content on azcardinals.com. And a reminder, the next episode of Flight Plan will debut May 20th with a lot on the schedule and, of course, a lot on the draft that just happened. You can catch all of the Cardinals Flight Plan episodes on the Cardinals official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash azcardinals. Make sure you download the uh, new and improved Cardinals app. Uh, You can look at the schedule. You can print the schedule up. You can actually look at tickets. They have single-game tickets going on right now, so pick a game. You know, invite your family. They want to have full capacity this year, so the Red Sea, step up. They need you to be there. Of course, um, you know, it's going to be loud and proud, and as Craig pointed out, three primetime games at State Farm Stadium in 2021.
looking forward to seeing the Red Sea at State Farm Stadium. And on that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.